Whether you're hitting the road or kicking back in the cab, it's time to take a load off with Big Rig Banter. Powered by AllTruckJobs.com, your source for finding the trucking jobs drivers really want. Get ready to shift into gear and let the conversations roll. All right, welcome truckers. The date is April 17th, and this is the 18th episode of Big Rig Banter. What? I'm your co-host, Troy Diffender. Oh, Troy, this 18. is the 28th episode. All right. All right, hello and welcome, <laughs> truckers. The date is April 17th, and this is the 28th episode of Big Rig Banter. I'm your co-host, Troy Diffenderfer. And I'm your favorite co-host, Lene Rule. All right, Lene, I don't know about favorite co-host. <laughs> I, I, I let it slide for a while. What would you do without me to tell you what number of uh, podcasts we're on? <laughs> That's true. Just just tell our people what we have on tap for today. All right, all right. So Earth Day is coming up on Monday, so we're just going to keep rolling with our green theme uh, for this month. Um, so Troy, what do you do to help the planet? Um, I definitely try to recycle. I know you are the recycling queen here at the office, but I think the rules are way too strict. I mean, some of the rules you enforce on me are ridiculous. Like it has to be perforated cardboard only on Tuesdays. It has to be colored blue. (laughs) It has to be between three inches long and four inches wide. And like some of the recycling yeah, I don't I know. know. Stipulations I know. are ridiculous. I know. It is a hassle to recycle, but I do think it's important. I guess it's like something that's always been important to me is to preserve the planet. And I definitely feel like I've gotten better at it as, as I get older. For example, I walk to work every day, so that's reducing my carbon footprint. And um, yeah, I recycle at home. I uh, shop at the thrift store, so I'm not uh, creating waste by buying new clothes and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and I guess for me, instead of throwing my McDonald's trash like in the trash, I usually just keep it in my car so then it's not littering <laughs> anywhere else. So, yeah, we, we already talked about that. In yeah, the spring so I feel like I'm doing doing my job too. But um, truckers, we want to know what you're doing to help the planet. Uh, feel free to use the hashtag Big Rig Banter. We want to hear from you. Um, it's really important, especially with Earth Day coming up, that we kind of take care of the the environment, that's for sure. Yeah. But um, so our last episode was all about semi-truck emission standards. And, you know, this week we want to take it a step further and talk about how you can retrofit your big rig for sustainable trucking. Um, you know, a lot of truckers shy away from this. They think it's a huge amount of money and that it won't really kind of uh, be worth the be worth the payment. So um, we do have an interview with Rachel Moncrief. She's the program director for heavy duty vehicles at the international council of clean transportation and she had a lot of great tips on how you can retrofit your vehicles so let's just jump in and give it a listen All right, I'm here with Rachel Muncrief, the Program Director for Heavy Duty Vehicles for the International Council on Clean Transportation. Rachel, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So we're this topic is all about clean trucking. You know, our truckers are out there, and um, it's definitely something that's been in the news lately. But why is it so important for the transportation industry, and especially the trucking industry, to start thinking about clean trucking? 
Yeah, um, great question. Well, I mean, of course, there's a couple different perspectives on that. I mean, there's definitely the sort of the climate perspective. Um, if you think about it, the transportation sector is actually the largest sort of CO2 emitting sector mm-hmm. in the U.S. Um, and trucks are responsible for about a quarter of that CO2 emissions. So as well, it's not happening as quickly as, you know, people like me would want it to, but there's definitely this growing momentum towards sort of decarbonizing the transportation sector. But then if you think about it from a business case, there's also a huge business case there. I mean, fuel is one of the largest costs when it comes to trucking and fuel prices are very volatile. I mean, from what I understand, they're actually kind of back on the rise again. They've been low for a while. Um, if a long One long haul truck in one year could end up spending about $50,000 or more just wow. on diesel fuel. Um, and if you think about that, if you can do something to just save 1% of that, that's $500. If you can do something to save 10% of that, that's $5,000, you know? And, um, I think it's important to understand that you don't, not all trucks on the road at the moment are getting the same fuel economy. There's some really efficient trucks on the road right now. So you could have, um, two essentially same long haul trucks on the road, like doing very similar driving routes, very similar payloads, but you could have one truck that's potentially, being operated about 30% more efficiently than the other. And if you think about it, that puts a huge um, advantage on the more efficient truck. I mean, they have a competitive advantage. They can charge less, make more profit. And so I think it's really the bottom line is efficiency is really key in the trucking sector. And what are some ways that either the truckers or the, the companies themselves can kind of retrofit their vehicles to be more fuel efficient and more green? Mm hmm. Um, well, obviously, if you're buying a new truck, there's many, many options that you can select um, to that are basically options that will give you more efficiency on the road. But even if you want to do something with your existing truck, there's actually a lot of options. Um, so, And most of the devices that I'm aware of would actually pay back for themselves pretty quickly um, in fuel savings. So the first one I thought to mention would be devices that would make your truck more aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've probably seen a bunch of these different ones on the market. The most common one that I'm aware of is the um, side skirt for the trailer. And you people can get something along the lines of about 5% um, f- fuel consumption reduction from, wow. from just using the side skirt because it makes, yeah, if you're, assuming you're driving on the highway a lot. Um, another one is your tires. I think people don't pay as much attention to tires sometimes as they should. You can get, you can buy, um, when you buy your replacement tires or retreads, you can get low rolling resistance um, tires that can save approximately 2% in fuel in fuel consumption. And then also important to keep your tires perfectly inflated, mm-hmm. and that's not expensive to do, but they do have actually, you know, automatic tire inflation systems. Um, I think the rule of thumb that I've heard is about 10 PSI below recommended tire pressure is about a 1% fuel penalty. Wow. So you really have to keep your tires all inflated. Um, the third one that's really important is idling, redu- reducing idling. I mean, idling is essentially wasting fuel, in mm-hmm. my view. You're probably burning about a gallon of fuel an hour when you're idling. Um, and many trucks that I've heard, you can be burning like a 1,000 gallons or more per year idling. Wow. So it really adds up. Um, and they have you know auxiliary power units that you can use if you want to obviously keep your um, in the cabin, you know, power, whether you're, uh, hoteling and all of that. There's also many truck stops have electrification systems that you can use. So 
Um, and just to go back the benefit to, of that you're not- yeah, just to go back to something you said earlier, you said a lot of these will pay for themselves. Is it, um, I think mm-hmm. that's the huge thing for truckers, you know, is it possible for truckers to become clean drivers without breaking the bank? Cause I think, um, I think the in- initial investment kind of scares some people away. What I always think of, oh, I wish I had a solar-powered house, but then I think of the cost of all the <laughs> solar panels, you know, things like that. So I think that's a, a, maybe a misconception that a lot of drivers have. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the I agree, you do have to sort of pay the upfront cost. And I think one of the reasons a lot of people are sometimes hesitant to pay that upfront cost is because they're not necessarily convinced mm-hmm. um, that this is going to work for them. And, but I mean, the good news is that there are some organizations out there um, that are actually doing sort of independent testing of a lot of these technologies. So you can have a little bit more confidence, like that the systems are going to work for you and um, that they're going to pay back. I mean, I think most of the technologies that I just mentioned would pay back for themselves in less than two years and some of them even less than a year. And, you know, you mentioned a lot of these different technology. What are some other trends you're seeing when it comes to transportation, whether it be, you know, new laws or new kind of uh, logistics procedures, um, anything like that? Well, actually, the biggest trend that I and I kind of mentioned this at the beginning um, in the move towards decarbonization is I think we're going to be seeing over the next few years some of the sort of electrified or zero emission technologies finally moving into the regional and long-haul sector. Um, I don't know if you've been sort of following any, any of these announcements. We've seen this company, Nikola, that's making a fuel cell um, long-haul truck. Mm-hmm. Um, Tesla is coming to the market with a battery electric truck. And even some of the regular OEMs like Daimler, Cummins, Volvo are offering um, Class 7 and 8. Um, electric trucks. So I think that's going to be something really to watch, and that's something I'm very excited about. And tell me about the SmartWay program. I know that's a huge program for you guys, and it definitely is encouraging truckers to uh, go green, if you will. Yeah, yeah. If any of your listeners haven't joined SmartWay yet, I mean, they definitely should. It's really easy to join. It's a completely voluntary program. Um, it's run by the, the US EPA, but it's not a regulation. Um, and basically shippers and carriers can join. The carriers essentially share information and um, data about their fleet emissions and their fuel consumption and their their, um, type of fleet that they have. And then the shippers can kind of use that information to help them pick the most efficient carriers. But then there are some shippers that actually only use smartweight carriers, from what I understand. Um, You can also get in there and you can see how your fuel economy compares to other sort of competitors, carriers with similar fleet, similar duty cycle, and also SmartWay offers tons of like free information and strategies for improving efficiency, reducing emissions. Um, and they also, as I, I kind of mentioned before, independent verification of technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the EPA um, does some of that as well as part of the SmartWay program. Well, awesome, Rachel. I thank you for joining us on the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything coming up? Any new initiatives for ICCT? Um, that's a good question. I did. I I don't really have anything else on this to add. I mean, we've been, we're just going to be continuing to work on, um, yeah, improving truck efficiency and reducing emissions in markets around the world. 
Awesome. Well, I thank you once again. That's Rachel Moncrief from the International Council on Clean Transportation. Rachel, thanks so much. Thank you. All right, once again, a big thanks to Rachel Muncree for the International Council on Clean Transportation. I feel like she had a lot of great tips, and I think um, retrofitting your vehicle to be more uh, energy efficient is definitely something you truckers should think about for sure. Yeah, hopefully that interview inspired you or just gave you some things to think about as far as little changes you can start to make in your in your rig. Um So I just wanted to jump in real quick and uh, ask everyone if you could be so kind as to leave us a review. It's been a few months since I joined the podcast, and we'd love to know how we're doing. Yeah, for sure. So if you don't want Lene on the podcast anymore, (laughs) make sure to let us know loud and clear. Um, I'd be happy to kick her off. Yeah, right. (laughs) But uh, again, you know, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Big Rig Banner Truckers. This podcast is powered by all truck jobs. You know, if anyone's listening... Um, and looking for a new gig, check out alltruckjobs.com to find trucking jobs that are available across the nation. You know, we've got thousands on there, and we've also got some great tools and resources when it comes to school directories, truck stop directories, and things like that. But I think that wraps it up for us. I'm your co-host, Troy Diffenderfer. And I'm your favorite and forever co-host, Lene Rule. <laughs> and this has been Big Rig Banter. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Big Rig Banter. For your next job, check out alltruckjobs.com, the premier online source for finding the best driver jobs in the country. Browse hundreds of positions by freight or driver type to get back on the road with confidence. Click subscribe to keep the conversations coming. Until next time on Big Rig Banter.